0: You're listening to Diamond FM on 103.8 FM, it's a beautiful Saturday and uh, as usual we do have another pink story and today with me on radio is Dot Becker, she's the queen of adventures, she's an entrepreneur, she is an author, a philanthropist and so much more. Hi. How are you Dot?
1: I'm excellent, happy to be here in Mutari for the first time.
0: Awesome, I thought you were from Mutari. <laughs> no I'm, I'm from Bulawayo <laughs> oh do you speak in Dabeli uh
1: do you know I, I left 38 years ago and and I really I, I knew very little then and I know even less now but mm-hmm. I'm going to be living in the rural community when I return from all my book tours
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I will then have to learn in Dabeli so mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a good way to do that awesome and um, all the things that you described and um And I think I'm just me. I think the the most important thing that I've learned in life is just to be me, to be authentically who I am, no matter what the circumstances around me or who the people are around me. I think as women, we tend to adapt ourselves to the situations and the people around us, especially, sorry to say, but especially if they're men. And um, if there's one thing that I've learned, uh, because I'm now 62, Wow. is that being me is um, as, as actually a friend of mine who used to live in Harare, um, Sharon Halliday and sa- sent me a, a sticker once uh, a very long time ago and she said, be an original because
0: all the copies are taken. <laughs> it really does make a lot of sense. All right, so dots, the Queen of Travels, tell me about that, that story. How did that begin?
1: Um, oh well, actually, my, my you know I've lived in six countries on two continents, so um, I never realized until I came back and everybody started saying, "Wow, you you really like to travel, you really like to go places and do." And I was like, I, I kind of think my life has drifted me. You know, I've always been interested and intrigued by new places and, and new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really thought about it, but. For two years, I lived in. Um, I I bought a, my ex-husband and I bought a big RV, and we travelled around part of Europe and lived in Portugal. Mm-hmm. In that, and I really loved that experience. He hated it, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he he was very stressed all the time, and I was like loving it. So um, after 22 years mar- years of marriage, he was unhappy. I was unhappy, and I decided that I was going to get a life and. It occurred to me that i really wanted to come back to zimbabwe because i felt i was unhappy in europe it, you know it's cold weather cold people and i really <laughs> felt i wanted to come back home because i felt i could contribute in the 38 years i've been away i've learned a lot and i'm sure that i can make that contribution back to the community here and uh-huh. uh, so i wanted to do that and then i thought eh, you know i've kind of driven north america and i've driven around europe and I like a a motorhome, you know, an RV or a camper, Um, and then I thought, hey, why can't I drive home to, you know, through Africa, and why can't I get a camper, you know, one that I can fit into a car parking space and, and make it my home, and that's what I did. And so the idea was born to drive through Africa, and then it took me about two and a half years before I got everything organized, and because I left with... My ex-husband with everything and just packed 35 boxes of my stuff and so I started from scratch at the age of 58 and um, yeah I put my life back together again and then I I traveled through Africa (laughs) and I found my joy again and that's one of so I not only did the physical journey in terms of finding out more about Africa (laughs) but I also did the internal journey in, in terms of finding myself again and finding out who I am and 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 that's why I say I I, now I'm originally me. I'm just who I am and very comfortable with that. Doesn't always please everybody else, but I'm not here to please everybody else. (laughs) It took me eight and a half months. So I took a, so the the one question that people always ask me is, how did you get from Europe to Africa? I took a ferry from Barcelona to (laughs) Morocco and, and then I started my journey and I went around the more or less around the coast. Um, of West Africa. I did not do East Africa, I did West Africa. I did not know that it was one of the most um, challenging overlanding routes in the world. Ignorance got me a very long way. (laughs) Okay. So, but the journey itself took eight and a half months.
0: Okay. Um, What were the challenges that you actually came across traveling?
1: The biggest challenge was, I, I was in a, I am still in a two-wheel drive Ford Transit, that mm-hmm. is a 1998 Ford Transit, and being in a two-wheel drive restricts me in terms of, you know, the places I can go. Okay. But at the same time, my van is spectacular. <laughs> so um, we managed to traverse, I would say, in Africa I probably had about a third good roads a third roads that were, you know, very pothole and very dodgy and a third there were no roads, just wow. no, um, just tracks, just dirt, rock, corrugations, <laughs> that was the biggest challenge, it was just, it was exhausting. And I think the other challenge was the weather, you know, the weather, it's, it's incredibly hot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so it, it can be between 25 and 30 degrees in West Africa and that was the dry season or winter as we as as we have inherited. It we should just have a dry season and a wet <laughs> season in Africa. Anyway, it was the dry season so it should have been cold and I was totally unprepared for that. the points were mostly the most bizarre moments I had. <laughs> Apart from some of the Border crossings as well. Um, but you know, they would. Ca- I would come up and then they would hand them my papers, and uh, I, of course, I'd be driving on the right hand side. They wouldn't say, they'd say, Zimbabwe? And I'd say, yes. Mm-hmm. And then they'd go, Zimbabwe? Where are you from? I'd say, Zimbabwe. And they'd go, no, no, no. But where are you born? And I'd mm-hmm. go, Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> what so yeah and sometimes they would say ah you are african and i'd be like yes so that's me
0: (laughs) all right um did you ever um come across robbers or any dangerous situations any life-threatening
1: never had a life-threatening situation i Uh did fall prey to a bait and switch but i only lost 20 dollars (laughs) so in guinea um most of the petrol is on the black market um or fuel and I got to a garage and there was no fuel and the guy was like, no, no, I can get you fuel and I was very worried that I wouldn't make it to the border. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, but just give me 20 liters because I think I, all I needed was 20 liters. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, they, they, they pretended like they were putting in the fuel but they were distracting me at the same time and it was, wasn't until I got in the vehicle
0: mm-hmm. and
1: drove mm-hmm. off that I saw the meter hadn't moved and I was like,
0: <laughs> I've been duped
1: <laughs> I was so mad and I, could, I, I decided I, I could either go back and give them hell but they would probably run off anyway True. Um, or I could just carry on so I just mm-hmm. carried on um, and, yeah. So
0: which countries did you drive through? Uh,
1: in order uh, Morocco, Mauritania, Senegal, Gambia Cameroon, Gabon Republic of Congo Cabinda Angola Democratic Repo- Republic of Congo angola proper uh, namibia botswana and then back home to
0: wow that's like a mouthful (laughs) oh my and um did you experience different cultures on the road on the way um
1: yeah you know it's like this is the one thing that people you know when i say this to them they completely freak out i'm like i love the people in nigeria why? Uh, they were just so funny and they were so hilarious and they were... I had the greatest fun with them and they mm-hmm. were so friendly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're really tough on each other though. I mean, really tough on each other. Mm-hmm. But they were brilliant to, to, to me. Um, and, and they were helpful. They helped me out with my car. I lost my clutch in Nigeria. I got put into the Radio Nigeria compound. They organized <laughs> a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Everything was sorted out. Um, yeah, I, I love Nigeria, I love the people in Nigeria, and then I got to Cameroon, which is right next door, and the people there were completely different, and I was like, I actually was heartbroken, actually, because they were like, I was like, oh, the people in Nigeria are so great, how come the people here are so unfriendly, you know, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. wave, and they'd like, I'd go, like, bonjour, and they'd be like.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so um, I think, I think the thing that most impressed me uh-huh. was... The moment i got into sub-saharan africa which is in senegal mm-hmm. uh and i saw the, the the black people was like a i felt at home because it was like I'm. Th- it's
0: familiar yeah this mm-hmm. is so
1: familiar and this is and I, it smelt like africa you know because north africa is very arabic and and the people are very different mm-hmm. and, and and i loved morocco morocco is brilliant i mean absolutely lovely place i would definitely go back there mm-hmm. um but when I got to, Se- to Senegal and I got to Sub-Saharan Africa, the thing that impressed me the most is African people of color are the same. You're all the same. You're all the same source, the same root. You make the same sounds. You know, the the, the acknowledging sounds of eh, ah. You know, all <laughs> of those, those are not European sounds. Those yeah. are African sounds. Awesome. And it was, I, when I heard them, I was like, I, I would kind of transport at home. I was like, am I there already, you know? <laughs> um, but no, you guys are, you know, the, the homes, the huts are the same. Mm-hmm. The, I think the thing that impressed me the most was that you're from the same route. All right. You may be different tribes, mm-hmm. but you're from the same route. And I think that that's something that African people should value more, is, is your, your, your sameness mm-hmm. rather
0: than focusing on your difference. Your differences. Great, I love that. weren't you afraid?
1: I get asked this question all the time, and I I was concerned because I never knew what every or any day would bring. Um, borders, police checkpoints, which, which there were plenty, um, so I was concerned, but. Um, I, I, I have a, a bad temper, so if they, if they got on my nerves too much, I, I would get pretty angry.
0: <laughs> mm, okay. I think
1: they've never met quite an old woman like me in, in the middle of West Africa. By the way, you, do yeah,
0: look, <laughs> you look fabulous for 62. When's your birthday?
1: End of November.
0: And your star sign is a Sagittarius? I am a Sagittarius. Okay, so do you think that um, your star sign helps you? Does it define who you are or who you've become?
1: I don't think anything defines who we are, mm-hmm. um, but I I do feel that I fit the bill. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm very uh, uh, intrepid and uh, like adventure and like travelling. Uh, but I, I have learned that I like travelling on my own terms. So I love being in my bus because I've got all my things in the drawer and <laughs> whatever and and I, any clothes I want. So. I can pick and choose and I don't have to just choose out of a suitcase. You know? So where do you sleep? In my van.
0: Oh my God. Where do you take a bath?
1: Um, well, there's usually in a bucket if there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a toilet on board, a portable toilet mm-hmm. and I have a, a cooker and I have water on board with it. I have a sink with a cooker and uh, so I have gas and water on board and uh, I built the inside. So I built it exactly to my to, to what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, having a, I had a shower. On the roof, but it, it really just didn't work in Africa because um, <laughs> the water just got too hot. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I've, I, not only that in, in West Africa it was so hot that you know cold water was welcome, so washing out of a, out of a bucket was easy.
0: Um, was the first marriage like the love of your life?
1: Um, it was a very long time ago, and I would. Say that he probably was, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, I I think that we just love people and whether he was the love of my life or not, we just love people or we don't. I suddenly found that I I had a life that I didn't really understand, you know, Mm -hmm. that I didn't really know um i got married again 10 years later and i was actually quite happy on my own i'm not really sure why i did it i always recommend don't do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i have no hard feelings against my ex-husband we would he was he was just very unhappy he's just a very unhappy person and i found that i became a very unhappy person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and consequently i was not living my best life and at 58 i was looking at 60 coming up and I decided that I didn't want to be unhappy for another five years or 10 years or 20 years. And I haven't, I think, maybe that much life left in me mm-hmm. and I want to make the most of that. I want, to, I want to make that count for something. I want to enjoy it. I want to, I want to appreciate it and I, I just want to, yeah, I want to just value it. Alright, are you a religious person? I am not, not even mm-hmm. slightly. Um, but I am very spiritual, and I absolutely believe that the universe. I could not have made this journey without the support of the universe or mm-hmm. God, or whatever you want to call her. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yes, totally. I, I totally handed over and said, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. But and when when you read the book, you'll you'll read. You know, I constantly talk about how things appeared things happen and my guardians and angels just kind of made you know kind of looked after me mm-hmm. so I really do felt like feel like I was looked after through throughout my journey
0: great do you think God is male or female
1: I think God really doesn't give a
0: damn sorry doesn't <laughs> it's
1: okay I, I don't think God cares
0: yeah
1: I don't th- I think the the problem with religion is that we impose um, human frailties, upon something that is so much bigger than all of us. Um, We should just actually, the the prophets that have come to us have all told us one thing, Mm -hmm. love each other. As we love ourselves, Mm -hmm. every single one says that. And yet somehow, I'm sorry to say, but a lot of religious people I know are the most miserable people on the planet. So to me, I, I just think that you're not really Living in faith. If you're living
0: in fear, okay, or anxiety. Great. Nice one, there I'm gonna keep that one for myself. All right. So let's go to the book now. You're an author as well, and an entrepreneur, and so many other things. Let's talk about the book. Coming home to Africa. Going home to Africa. Going home. Okay. Well, we we receiving you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm here already. All right. Going
0: going home. Tell me about the book.
1: Um. Well, the book took longer than the journey. And um, it's, you know, it's not a work of fiction, it is my story, mm-hmm. um, as bizarre as some parts of it are. I was, I was, as I was writing it, I was saying to my editor, you know, I've, I think people aren't going to believe some of the things that happened to me, but um, I, it, it, I, was, I had a good time writing it, I just took all of my journey and downloaded it. Um, and I didn't keep a journal while I was on the road. There was just no time. I was responsible for everything, my washing, my car, my, you know, cooking, cleaning, mm-hmm. everything. So there just wasn't time to journal. But I did make voice notes sometimes when I was on the way. Mm-hmm. And I took photographs and I kept, up, up kept my Facebook and social media up to date. So as much as I possibly could, you know, mm-hmm. signal and data permitting. Yeah. So I... I and my memories of the whole journey are so incredibly vivid because mm-hmm. I just, you know, I lived every moment. I literally, um, you know, when they talk about being in the moment, I, that that was, I took every day as, as it came. Mm-hmm. Um, so writing the book was, um, it, it was easy to write and exceptionally difficult after that because there's, editing and then reviewing and then proofreading and re-editing and, you know, and I had a great team. I had some lovely people who were helping me and, um, and totally made it a much better book
0: than the one I wrote. So. (laughs) Okay. So, um, let's talk about the finances.
1: I knew when I left that I had half the money I needed. Mm -hmm. So I figured I needed somewhere around 10 to $12,000 and I had about half that and I went anyway because I just put my trust and faith in
0: what was happening
1: and then along the way people started to believe in what I was doing and wanted me to succeed and while I was running out of money uh, people started to send me money and then I got some jobs you know that I could do remotely because I build websites as well and do social media and then I'd get a job and somebody, you know, and then I'd have to find Wi-Fi <laughs> for a couple of days. Okay. And then I'd, you know, and, and so money kind of just came when I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I confess I took a loan from a very dear friend of mine who, um, which is why I need to sell the book so that I can pay back the loan. Okay. <laughs> but I made it happen is, is the point is I think when you want something enough and you're committed to it sufficiently, money shouldn't be the object.
0: A final word to the listeners, somebody who's looking for inspiration to do the unthinkable. What would you say to that person?
1: I would say don't listen to anybody else. Just listen to yourself. Because the number of people that, you know, I think especially the men said to me, oh, you're crazy. I mean, they still say I'm crazy. they like, oh, you're crazy. You know, you won't make it. It's so dangerous. It's so, oh, it, you know, it's not possible. It's certainly not possible in a two-wheel drive. And, and I proved them all wrong. Uh, and I, I didn't actually intend to prove them wrong. I just intended to do what I wanted to do.